Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. I am just so excited for the episode today. I am really honored to be sharing the testimony of my new friend, Angela Ucci. She recently was saved by Jesus and pulled out of the Luciferian labyrinth, what is also known as the New Age. She grew up with faith, but there was a moment that dragged her into the New Age. Like so many people in their vulnerability, Satan finds them and tempts them and tricks them by sending them Lucifer, the angel of light, shown as tarot cards, yoga, astrology, crystals, Reiki, becoming a god or a goddess, believing we could heal ourselves or talk to our dead relatives, whatever the temptation is, whatever bait he lays, many of us have found ourselves in the Luciferian labyrinth. And Angela's story is amazing. It's so moving and so inspiring, and I'm so honored to have her on the podcast today. This is a two-part episode. The first part is Angela's testimony, her full story, hearing how she fell into the New Age trap, what temptation brought her there, and how she found her way out, and how her whole life has changed since she's given it over to Christ. The second part is an extra bonus hour that's going to be on my members platform, the Friendship Membership, in which Angela and I get really candid and talk about many of the similar traps that we fell into while in the new age. In fact, we were even listening to some of the same channelers online without even knowing each other. And it has just been a blessing and an honor to have Angela as a new sister in Christ, a new friend, and to have her share her story, her vulnerability, her testimony with all of you on the Let's Be Friends podcast. So, Enjoy part one, Angela's story, Angela's testimony, and if you are intrigued, which I know you will be, head on over to the Let's Be Friends podcast website and sign up for only $8 a month. Become a member. You're instantly going to get five bonus episodes. There's the Friendship Library, which is my rabbit hole of all the things I'm looking into, all things uncensored. You get to do the monthly Friendship Hangout on Zoom, and also October 18th, my dear friend, Misty Mazurka, the host of Smashing Idols, who was on our last episode, is going to be joining us in a members-only Q&A on Zoom. You also get access to the Backstage Archive as a member where you get videos of all the episodes and more. You get access to my five-part workshop, Leaving the Cult, Exposing Culture and the Occult, and you will also get access to the video interview with Angela, all in one piece. So... Thank you all, as always, for being my friends and enjoy this interview. Sit down, cozy up, get ready because this one's a tearjerker. This is a very moving, amazing story, and I guarantee it's going to change your life. Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. Today we have an amazing guest, Angela Ucci, here to share her inspiring testimony. Angela is a former New Age astrologer, tarot reader, self-proclaimed starseed, and crystal self-healer, saved by Jesus Christ. She has completely turned away from her New Age life, including renaming and rebranding her podcast from Moon and Back to the Heaven and Healing podcast. She now uses her platform to glorify God, sharing testimonies of other people saved by Jesus, and to expose the darkness. Welcome, Angela. It's an honor to have you on the show today and to hear your story. Thanks, Kara. I'm so happy to be here. I, you know, you came into my <laughs> algorithm probably like a month or two ago. My friend Misty, the host of Smashing Idols podcast, sent me one of your posts and she's like, Kara, you need to check out this girl. Like she's coming out of the new age like we like we did. She's an astrologer. And I was I was like, oh, I was very I was fascinated. I was interested in you. But then it was like two weeks ago, three people in literally 30 minutes messaged me and were like, you have to have Angela on your show. And that's what I messaged you. And here we are today. That's funny. I found you through the Not So Secret Society's podcast some 
people that I follow were just sharing your content. And I was super fascinated by the topics that you and Amy were talking about. So I started listening. And then one day I just looked at your, uh, I looked at your page and I noticed you were following me too. And I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) So I'm really happy that we can be connected because I do feel like we have a lot in common from our background and our walk in Christ presently. Yeah, absolutely. I'm positive that God's bringing us together for a time like this. And Angela, I, okay, I want to share a quote. And I heard this quote when I was listening to your amazing um, two-part testimony on the Cultish podcast. It was so awesome that you were on there and that you were able to share your story. And this is from the last episode of your Moon and Back podcast that you had recorded before you switched it. You say, the deeper I dive into the word of God and into the Holy Spirit, God's love and Jesus's light, I just can't do astrology anymore. I don't want to do astrology anymore. I don't want to participate in the new age practices anymore. I don't want to read tarot anymore. I don't want to, quote, use crystals to heal my body anymore. I don't want to read books about oneness anymore. I don't want to claim that I am from another planet anymore. I don't want to receive nor facilitate Reiki anymore. I don't even want to do yoga anymore. Wow. Yeah. I am just like, I just have chills. Sorry. Keep going. That always, um, when I hear that, it always brings tears in my eyes because sometimes I think it's easy to, I don't want to say forget, but for lack of a better word, it's easy to forget, you know, those moments where you really did feel the conviction for the first time. And when you were overwhelmed with Christ's love for the first time and what he did for us on that cross and how merciful and gracious and loving and infallible God is. And when I listen to that again, it's just, it's just absolutely overwhelming in the most beautiful, extraordinary way. And it's so affirming that the path that you and I are on now, the narrow road with Jesus is the right one. And that everything else was truly spiritual counterfeit before. Um, When I sat down to record that episode, the last ever episode of moon and back where I told the audience, look, I'm not doing this anymore. And I, and I started to say, I can't, I can't do it. And then you notice that I changed my language and I say, I don't want to, because and it's so beautiful with God because we we can do these things. We can defy him. We can be disobedient. We can say, you know what? I love God. I love Jesus, but I still love astrology too. So I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to cherry pick the verses that I like and kind of take what works and leave what doesn't sort of thing. I can't, I can do these things. I can go against scripture, but I don't want to because I love him. Oh, amen, girl. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know if you heard my testimony that I gave on the Secret Societies podcast, but it was the same for me. It was all of a sudden like G- Jesus came into my life in the way that God met me, and instantly I couldn't do moon ceremonies. I couldn't charge my crystals under the moon. I couldn't channel anymore, and that was my job at the time. I. I couldn't talk about the Galactic Federation. I couldn't attend channeling meetings with groups anymore. I honestly couldn't even do yoga. I couldn't. It was just so, I was just lost. It was just, I was overwhelmed and I would just cry and just go, because I didn't even believe Jesus had lived before. And it, the Holy Spirit is miraculous. And there is nothing, there's no words you can put to it the way you feel when you're overcome, just as you are. I feel when you were saying all that stuff on your last episode of the Moon and Back podcast, why why don't you take us on a little journey to share your story and how you got to the place where you just couldn't do that stuff anymore? You didn't want to. Sure. So just as some context, um, my background growing up, I was an only child um, raised by a single mom, very loose Catholic upbringing, meaning that it was important to my grandma and my grandpa, but my mom didn't really care. She, it's funny because she always said growing up that there was always something about Catholicism that just didn't click with her. She couldn't really throw herself all in. And again, that's no disrespect toward Catholics, love Catholics, 
love Bible loving Catholics, I should say. Um, but that's kind of like my religious background, if you will, and just my upbringing. So single mom thus had a grandmother that was right up the street from me, practically raised me alongside my mom. She was my best friend in the world. And, um, in hindsight, when I reflect back on that, I recognize that I really did kind of make my grandma, my God, in a lot of ways, she was absolutely an idol. And, uh, because I didn't know Jesus. So she actually passed away in 2014, August of 2014. And it was the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I was on a cruise ship in the middle of the Atlantic ocean. And just suddenly my best friend was gone. Mm. So we had to wait another three days to get to Bermuda only to drive to the airport and go right home to bury her. And it was just, it was horrendous. At this time, I was unwell um, physically and mentally. I was very depressed and very anxious. And I tend to get emotional when I tell this story. So I apologize, but don't apologize. Get emotional, me, girl. I cry <laughs> all the time. All the time. Um, <laughs> I was very depressed, very anxious. I was on all sorts of antidepressants and um, I was very overweight as well. So all these things, I was only 19, 20 years old and I was depleting, like rapidly depleting. I couldn't get out of bed. I ended up losing a job because I was just so depressed. Like nothing made sense without my grandma. And that created this desperation in me, this hole that was already there that I didn't know was there, which was, you know, the God-shaped hole. But when grandma died, it's like that just that that became gaping to a point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I was desperate to fill it. And so not knowing any better, we my mother and myself, we sought out a medium. And that was just the beginning of the end. The medium knew things she had no business knowing. And she had uh, angel cards on the table. And I pulled an angel card and I felt it said, we are so connected. And I took that home with me. I framed it. Like I had that for years, that card. And that got me, of course, the medium led to, oh, I want my own set of cards because I want to be able to talk to my grandma, which led into books, me reading about mediumship. How can, how can I talk to her? Not through the cards, but, you know, through my senses. And then that inevitably led to, you know, chakras and channeling as a whole, like all these things which led to crystals and the crystals led to yoga. And now as like kind of a sidebar, I, a year after my grandmom died, I lost over 120 pounds. So I was physically more well, but I was mentally and spiritually still very, very depraved. And I didn't know why, because I thought that because I was finally well in my physical body. I was eating nutritiously dense foods and exercising, things like that. I thought that I would feel better and I just didn't. So it was very frustrating. And that created all sorts of issues with my body image, with my relationship with food. It's just all these layers, all these, these consequences of years of living in disobedience to, to the Lord. You know, I it's funny because when we go through the sanctification process, you know, we spend a lot of years like junking up our house. And yeah. then the Lord comes in and cleans house and it takes, it takes some time for that sanctification process to go through, depending on how much stuff you've spent, you know, the years junking up your house with. And so for me, it's like all these different things in the body image stuff. That's just one facet of it, but not to go on a tangent. I, you know, got into the crystals because of that and the yoga because of that. So the yoga I thought was more so for, to kind of ail act as an, um, an aid with my physical wellness journey that I was on at the time. Um, I wasn't even necessarily thinking of it as a spiritual component, although I knew it was supposed to make you more mindful, but that as these things do, it's just a sliding board. So I got into it for the physical, but I stayed in it for the spiritual. So I became a yoga teacher years after that. Um, yoga and astrology were my two main things. Like I, I couldn't go a day without doing yoga. I refused to, it was, it was, I needed it, you know, air quotes. Oh, yeah. I needed to do it or else, um, the yoga, uh, led me, you know, more into the Gnosticism, Gnosticism and 
you know, these Buddhist concepts, which just spirals into chakras. And when I started to get into the chakra system and Reiki and all those things, that led me to astrology. It led me to thinking that I was a star seed. You know, I'm up on Google at 3 a.m. wondering what's wrong with me. Why do I feel alone? I find all this information about you come from another planet. That's why you feel homesick because you don't belong here. So it's like the star seed gospel that says you came here to help humanity advance into 5D consciousness. You're here to save the world. You know, it's very much counterfeit scripture that we are the savior of humanity, um, that we have come here to usher in a new world and to bring salvation and redemption. And it, it led me to become obsessed with astrology. I wanted to know why I was the way I was, why my, my relationships played out the way they did, because see all these practices that I was a part of, all the cards that I was pulling, all the yoga that I was doing, all the Reiki that I was receiving, all the chakra work, all the crystal healing, I was still feeling pretty bad. So mm-hmm. I needed to know why. And astrology was giving me those answers. Oh, your Venus is in cancer. That's why you're such an emotional wreck all the time. That's why you're so emotional. It became a joke amongst my friends. Like Angela has so much water in her chart. That's why she's such a baby, you know, like all these things. And so astrology gave me, it was just like putting a bandaid over a gun wound. Like, Ooh, I like that. (laughs) I was, I finally felt like I had the answers and I I got obsessed with it because I like to write. I like to speak. um, I like to create content. And so I found my niche with that. I was able to really articulate the moon patterns and the zodiac seasons well in ways that correlated to what was going on culturally and politically and as well as individually. So I was offering that for people on Instagram and then that became a platform for me to build moon and back podcast off of. And I spent just shy of a year doing moon and back. I made about 46 episodes, I think. So it was a bi-weekly um, moon report where it would be either the new moon or the full moon. And I would, you know, say, oh, maybe the full moon is in Aries or something. So the full moon's in Aries. Here are the themes. Here's the numerology related to it. Here's the associated tarot card. Here's what this all means. Here's what house it's in. Here's how that's relevant to you. Here's what you can do about it. It's all you, 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 you. Basically me offering the tools of astrology as a modality of self-healing because that was my big mantra with moon and back was that we are walking each other home on the self-healing journey, you know, typical Ram Dass crap, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I love you. <laughs> it just, it just, I don't know. I was, I was absolutely enamored by it. I was obsessed with the moon. I was obsessed with astrology. I was obsessed with the stars. I was obsessed with the planets. I was obsessed with aliens. I was obsessed with everything outside of, because I recognize it now as means of dissociation because I was miserable here in this body on this planet. So makes sense to start looking at the stars because I got it. I just can't be in here anymore. It's, it's too much pain. So I'm, you know, the paradox is that I'm a self-healing teacher. I'm using air quotes again, for those listening, I'm a self-healing teacher. Meanwhile, I am suffering all the time. And I used to justify it by saying, it's a part of the process and the process never really ends. So it's like, it it never really made sense in a way, you know, all the, all the new age things, because on one hand you're searching for, or rising to enlightenment or ascension or whatever you want to call it. But on the other hand, it's always a process and it's a never ending journey. So which is it, you know what I mean? Um, And it, it was just, it was a, it was a really bad time of my life for the last two or three years Um, but I had been doing all of this since she died in 2014, since my grandma passed. And it was this around this time last year. So September, 2021, when I called out to Jesus for the first time, I was on my kitchen floor, um, just in the midst of a breakdown. And I don't even know what was wrong at the time. It was just that nothing was working and I was just frustrated. And I felt honestly, like I wanted to kill myself. And I was sick of feeling that way because when that happened, I was 27. So 
it's like, I'm still feeling the way I felt when I was 15 years old. Like I still have these intrusive thoughts of like, you should be dead. You should cut yourself. You should kill yourself. You shouldn't be here. You don't belong here. This life is miserable. There's no way out for you. And it was absolute rock bottom that day, just like on my kitchen floor, I'm just curled up in a ball crying my eyes out thinking that this is like, there's really no answer for me. Like I'm going to have to kill myself because I, I there's no other option. This is just going to go on forever and I can't do it anymore. So I don't know what or how I knew to call to Jesus. I had never done it before and no one had ever told me to do it before. I just did. I just said at the top of my lungs, like wailing, like tears all over the place, like blubbering, like Jesus save me. And things just started to change, like just shift inexplicably. Um, it took me a couple months from that point forward, from like September to late December to uh, go from this process of new age to new age Christian to Christian. So from September through December, I was kind of doing what I thought I was still living in, in the, you know, the backdrop of the new age with this is my own free will. This is my own sovereignty, but Jesus is my savior. Jesus did do all these things. Like I did believe it. I did believe that what the Bible said was true, that he had died um, for our sins and was resurrected and that he's seated at the right hand of the father, that he is the triune God. I believed it, but I didn't have a vast understanding of the Bible at the time. So it was still in a way like the new agey Jesus, where I thought Jesus would help me and heal me and save me, but I could still use those tools that I had been using all these years, only now do it for the glory of God. So I had very good intentions from September to December, but I always say, you know, that old expression, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Exactly. So I, I was cherry picking verses. Like I always, I get all the time people say, well, what about in the Bible when it says the suns and stars were created, you know, that's exactly what I was doing. I was like, oh, it says this cool. And then just like throwing out the rest of it, you know? So also confusing astrology with astronomy, two very different things. Um, but I, my podcast started to change at that point. I interviewed one of my really close friends who had become a Christian very suddenly. And she moved to Tennessee because the God just led her there. And so she, it was just her and Jesus alone in Tennessee. And I was in Tennessee at the time I was on a road trip and I was like, hey, do you want to just meet up and record? It was so God-ordained how it all happened because it was literally within like a half hour. She's like, yes. So we just end up at this beautiful farm and we're having this conversation. And that was the first time I had ever introduced Jesus to my podcast. Um, and that episode is still up. I have left all my stuff still up um, for now. I will eventually remove it all, but... God really just kind of put it on my heart, leave it for now. Because the thing is, when you go and look at my old stuff and then you look at my stuff now, you it's it's stark. It's a stark contrast. It's so different. And I get a lot of criticism for that. People say, why do you leave it up? You're going to make people stumble. You're going to lead people astray. I don't subscribe to that at all because look, at the end of the day, God is sovereign. And two, if they're if they find my old stuff, and they like it, they're going to find my new stuff by looking for more. So either way, you're going to be led to Jesus by means of my old content. But I leave that there for now as, like I said, that showcase, that stark contrast, you can really see it, like the actual miracle of Jesus as he comes into my life and just totally, totally wrecks me, just completely <laughs> changes who I am and what I do and what I'm about in just a matter of months. And it, it's just an incredible miracle. And I didn't feel like I, sh I didn't feel like that needed to be suppressed. Um, but anyway, I record that episode with her and I'm really happy about it. I'm really excited about it because it, it felt different. It felt right. 
but that's when the backlash started. You know, people saying, I don't like where this is going. I don't like where you're going with this. I, I can see that you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to become Christian. You're not going to want to do any of this stuff anymore. And so that brought up all that fear in me and it made me kind of retract all the excitement that I was feeling because I was like, oh no, people are going to leave me. They're not going to like me anymore. They're going to think I'm weird. I'm going to, I'm going to lose the cloud that I'm building with moon and back. People aren't going to think I'm the cool astrology girl anymore. I have to let people know that I'm still going to do both, that there's, that there's more than one way to do things and (laughs) that we can do them together. So I, I was straddling the fence. I was like a new age Christian for months. And as I started to read the Bible more, as the Bible does, it convicts you. So it just really started to speak to my heart in a way nothing else ever had. And it started to change my mind about things. And I had reached out to someone on Instagram, a brother in Christ. I had asked him, Hey, you talk a lot about Jesus. I know you love God. I just want to ask you like your opinion, because I love astrology and I kind of pled him my case. (laughs) And he came back at me with Isaiah 47 you know, how it says all about that the astrologers are no fire to sit by because they're going to burn in their own fire yeah. and no one's going to save them. Call upon them and to save you when, exactly. when God comes to burn this place up. Yeah. Literally. And and it it, it did something to me that I, 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 I can't even explain it. It just, the, the feeling that washed over me, it was just, it was like just this utter grief and just knowing that I was not doing the right thing. And if I wanted to be at peace with God, I needed to stop. And there was no if, ands, or buts. Like I needed to. I didn't want to, but I knew I needed to. And I called my best friend crying the next day because she and I had grown up together. We've been best friends since we were like two or three years old. And she's been Christian our whole lives. So she has been praying for my salvation for the past two decades as especially recently as she has watched me fall into all this deception. So I called her crying because she was the only person I could tell without sounding crazy. I was like, I was driving on my way to the gym. This is also distinct and vivid. I was driving on my way to the gym. I was like, I can't do it anymore. Alyssa, I I can't do astrology. I can't do yoga. I can't do Reiki. I can't do my podcast. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can't do this anymore. Um, I just need to give it all to Jesus. And she was telling me, yeah, (laughs) absolutely (laughs) you do. So She was like that voice of reason at the time. And so I went and I recorded that episode, my last ever moon and back. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was, I I knew I probably wanted to make a new podcast. I just didn't know what that would look like or when or how. So I just did it. I just told everyone, look, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And to my surprise, I was met with much more love than backlash. And I know that's not everyone's experience, so I'm very grateful that that was God's plan for me. Um, I'm very humbled by it because God knows that I've gone my whole life feeling alone. I, I haven't had too many friends. I've never really fit in, if you will. And so it was kind of like his way of showing me that I do belong here because I got so much love. I I, I made so many friends in, in the blink of an eye, so many brothers and sisters in Christ that just flocked to me and just lifted me up. My following started to grow like crazy. It's still growing like crazy. I'm being blessed with so many incredible opportunities like this podcast that I'm on right now with you um, (laughs) as ways to share my story. God just really wants to use me to show off, honestly, how great he, how great he is. So it's been, it's been really incredible. Wow. Angela, thank you for sharing your story. I'm just, It's amazing. It is true. It is God showing off his glory and the way that he works. And I just, you're so bold and so brave when you share and so filled with the Holy Spirit. And I just, this is why I'm so drawn to you because I I love that you have your old content up still. Because I, you know, I went through my own um, transition too, coming out of the new age and coming to Christ and I got attacked hard and I just took the old stuff down because I couldn't take it. And to see that you still have it up is just so inspiring to me. And it just shows how strong you are. And as you're sharing your story, girl, it's um, unreal how similar our stories are like it's just blows my mind and I just I'm listening to you and I understand you and I just you're like even just sharing like how 
you were, I didn't, I mean, you were on the antidepressants or you were on, you had your mental health journey, girl. Like I had that too. I was 80 pounds overweight. Like when I got off my pills and fell into the, really fell into the new age trap, I lost that weight. The fallen angels were trying to tell me I was healed, trying to show me that I could heal myself. The tagline for my memoir used to be 30,000 pills I never needed and memoir about my quantum awakening and remembering how to heal myself. It's now memoir about my second birth. Uh, it's just, it's just so crazy. And the this the Galactic Federation stuff, believing you're a star seed, falling into yoga. I, I did that too. And I just hearing your story and and also the timeline, how you had that when you shared that moment that you had in your kitchen, in your kitchen, right? When you, when you fell, you were just mm -hmm. fell to your knees. Oh my gosh, girl, I just wanted to cry with you. And I just felt so much love and compassion for you. And I had those voices in my head too. You are not alone. They that's the fallen angels. And those are from the strongholds, from the sinful life we were living. And they wanted us to think that we shouldn't be alive. They wanted us to kill ourselves. I, I, you are not alone. I was there too. It's very real. And it is truly only Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit and God that will deliver you from that. And it is just so inspiring and so amazing to see how you, that's what you did. You yelled out to Jesus in that moment of despair. God met you where you were and he is miraculous. Just like he blinded Paul on the road to Damascus to get his attention. And God can do what he wants. Just like the hand in Daniel when he writes on the wall. He can do whatever he wants, just like he became the tree to Moses. I mean, it's just he flooded this earth. He created this world by breathing breath into Adam's ear. Knows, I mean, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. Like he is miraculous and you are a miracle and your story is miraculous. And there is no doubt in my mind that the more you share and the more you glorify God, it's just going to help shine that light that's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and help bring others home. So it's so amazing to see God using you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it feels, it feels, um, like I, I don't know. I'm always like, why me? But you know, that's, that's not for me to know. I, I don't know why he, he loves me so much that he would have saved me from, from that mess that I was in, but that's why it's so special. And that's why, it's something you never want to take for granted. You know, people, I've had people say to me, um, you know, well, if you're saved now, doesn't that just kind of like mean you can do what you want? And it's, that's not really how it works when you, when you love somebody, you know, it's not like, for instance, if you get married, it's like, well, I'm married now, you know, there's a, there's a legal document that says, so there was a covenant that was made. So I guess I can, I can just cheat once in a while if I feel like it. That's not how, that's not how a relationship works with someone you love. Like I love Jesus. I love God. So am I going to stumble? Am I going to slip up? Of course I'm human. I'm not just like a perfect angel now, but I don't want to intentionally stumble. I don't want to intentionally disobey him because I love him Yeah. because it's so special that he, that he chose to save me from that mess that he heard my cry and he answered. Yeah, I I understand because like I think about myself and you really I don't feel like you really get it until you're out. Till you're out of the mess that you're in and you look back and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like I was going to hell." Like I literally was going to hell. I was making deals with the devil on the daily. He was chipping away at my soul. I had I mean, I I went to the extent of doing on psychedelics, mind melding with the fallen angels and literally becoming one with them, allowing them into my vessel. And when we do yoga, we're yoking them in too. When we draw tarot court cards, it's these fallen angels that are giving us these answers. When we think we're channeling our dead loved ones, it's not that we can't. They're in Abraham's bosom. They're not, they're unavailable. And these are the fallen angels coming to us and they come inside of us and they, we may, we're making these little deals with the devil and we're selling our souls literally instead of choosing to walk through the door of Jesus Christ and having his death be the payment for our sins. We're making these silly little worldly deals with the devil and we're, we're on our way to hell. And when you see, when you're saved and you see what that you were saved from an eternity in hell, I want to do anything I can to glorify Jesus. Like 
Jesus is my best friend. God is my best friend. He is that father, that person that's, and he always loved us. He loved us when we were sinning before we even knew. He stitched us together when we were in our mother's wombs and he knew what would be for our lives. And he never, he never needed us. He wanted to use us and he wanted to use your story because he knew your heart this whole time. And he knew that you would come to him and that you would rename your podcast Heaven and Healing from the moon and back. I didn't even mention that. Yeah, I I knew um, around February of this year of 2022 that what I kind of wanted the podcast to look like moving forward after I had taken a couple months just to, you know, get more into the word and establish a little bit of a community and get to know my pastor and things like that. So I relaunched Heaven and Healing or I launched Heaven and Healing in February of 2022. And on that podcast, I it's very similar to yours in a way. I share coming to Christ testimonies and just talk about things that are relevant culturally, politically, socially, whatever it is, as it relates to scripture, of course. And ultimately, the goal of every episode is to not only bring awareness to things, but more importantly, to bring glory to God. So that's, if anyone's interested, you can find that on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Yes. Highly recommended. And I will, I will soon be honored to be a guest on there too. And I can't, yep. I can't wait. And I, I, I feel like you and I are, are like, well, we're sisters in Christ. So we're sisters. And I, I love it. Like, I'm like, when I meet someone that, that's a Christian, that's definitely born again and they're on their way to the kingdom i'm like we're gonna be together in the kingdom too like we may not be in the same town now but we're gonna be in the kingdom together and it just brings me so much joy and your family like feels so much bigger like i used to be in you know rehab and recovery and all that and they'd always say you have your family of choice and even in the new age they want to say you have your star family these aliens no i've got my family in christ and it's and god we have the same father god and i just um yeah, I, I'm so honored to to have God bring us together because your podcast as, is very similar to this podcast. We even talk about a lot of the same things, like how the psychedelic, you just had guests on uh, Joshua Zakoff about heavy drugs and psychedelics and overdose and depravity and the truth. Of, and I'm calling out psychedelics hard, too. You had somebody on just recently, Matt Reynolds, talking about the forcing of the transgender movement upon kids. And you talk about the music industry being satanic. I love it. You have the, uh, the law of attraction is a trap episode. Like, this is all the content. I'm into it, too, because we fell. Girl, we we were attending galactic federation meetings together it seems like we before we even knew each other we were being deceived i think by some of the same angels i mean i was a yogi i wasn't a yoga teacher um but i was a devout yogi for a couple years i was a tarot reader for like a decade i worked as a channeler i did psychedelics i and you know what big pharma taking those pills that we took antidepressants mood stabilizers is magic it's something that i've had to ask god to Jesus through Jesus Christ to deliver me from and honestly repent that I was idolizing modern medicine and that I was taking antidepressants as a happy pill and anxiety pills as a happy pill instead of going to God, you know, and you, it seems like you fell for a lot of these similar traps. And so it's just like, I get you. It's refreshing, honestly, talk. I got been so excited to podcast with you. Yeah, I was on, um, I wasn't on antidepressants to the extent that you were based on what I've heard from your testimonies, but I was on them for maybe two years and I filtered through a couple different ones. And it's a little scary because that time in my life, I mean, I was only, this was even before my grandmother died. So I was only like 18 or 17 to 18. I want to say 18, 18 years old. And that, that whole year of my life, is an extreme blur. Like I don't remember things from that time. Um, I had gone to Rome because I was a freshman in college and they had this, you know, you know, like study abroad. They had like a spring preview kind of thing where on spring break, they would take you abroad just to show you what it would be like. I went to Rome. I hardly remember any part of that trip because I was just so zonked on my antidepressants. Um, meanwhile, I was reading Prozac Nation at the time and just glorifying it. Like I would always read books about really depressed girls and and their their addictions and their pain. And that, you know, that was my that was my gospel at the time. 
And that led me into eventually self-help stuff. And something I feel like isn't talked about a lot within this community is how self-help is also a sliding board right into new ageism because it's all self-help. It's all about how you can fix yourself. Um, So it's like I said at the beginning, all these different facets um, that just sort of led me deeper and deeper into my sin, into disobeying God. And I didn't, I didn't have any awareness of it. And it really is scary to look back on and think, yeah, I was going to hell. And it's scary to look back and think about the beings that I let into my house, into my body, into my, into my life, into my relationships. You know, there was always, I, I had attached to me a a spirit that I thought was my grandma, you know, almost from the moment she died, I I started to call out to her, asking her to come to me. And I had this thing, this entity that I could feel, I would talk to it. Sometimes it would touch me. And when I look back, it makes my skin crawl thinking what that thing actually looked like, what that thing actually was, what it was doing. Because there was this, the final encounter I ever had with that being was um, right after I got saved, I was washing dishes and I was alone in the house and I, and I felt it, I felt it come up to me and I just started praying out loud right away using Jesus's name saying, Jesus, whatever this thing is, that's been pretending to be my grandma in your name, please send it to hell where it belongs. Don't ever let it near me again. Never let it into this house, you know straight to hell, never let it out again. I was just praying for like 10, 15 minutes and it was gone. And I haven't felt it since after having it attached to me for like six years since she, or seven years since she had passed. Um, so yeah, when you look back on all these things that we were doing, that we were believing that we were inviting in just willingly, it really is scary. And it again, makes the miracle of Jesus all the more special. And it really is the kind of thing where you just don't know until you know, because for years, I mean, like I said, my best friend is Christian. So I had watched her our whole lives and it was always the kind of thing where I would sit back and think, well, that's really nice for her, but it's not for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like the tolerant kind of mindset. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I would think to myself that she's a little extreme in ways, you know, like she didn't want to do certain things with me, or I always wanted her to, if she was at a party, I would always want her to drink more. Like maybe she would have one or two, but then she wouldn't have more. And I'd want her to have more, like just all these, all these ways that I used to judge her and, and, (laughs) and it's just so funny to look back on because she was the one the whole time that was really on my side. Because where are all those other people now that I was with in new age? You know, if they're not, if they're not calling me crazy, if they're not calling me a clown, if they're not saying that I've completely lost it, which I've heard many times, if they're not saying that I'm selfish, that I don't care about people, then they're just not talking to me anymore the way they used to. So it's just really funny to look back on in in that sense, how the one person that I was judging because she was Christian (laughs) our whole lives was the one person that wanted desperately for me to just really know the truth. And now that I know the truth, everyone else doesn't want anything to do with me. But it's really interesting to be on this side now because I I seriously, like, I don't hold contempt for anyone. All the people that have said such nasty things to me and just cruel, just cruel behavior talking behind my back. Like this is stuff I've dealt with my entire life, but as a Christian, it's definitely amplified. And I even joke and I say that God had let me be bullied my whole life all throughout grade school, middle school and high school, because he was preparing me to be a Christian someday. (laughs) There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Spiritual boot camp. (laughs) Right. Spiritual boot camp. Exactly. I, um, I feel though, despite all of that, all the stuff that they say to me and or don't say to me, I (laughs) just, I just love them. Like I pray for them every day. I pray for all my old friends every single day, because now that I'm here, I see what my best friend was feeling that whole time. Just this desperate, like, I want you to know it too. 
because it's so good and it's so real. And how could you not want everyone you love or have ever known, not even people you love, just a stranger on the street. Sometimes if a person just walks down the road, I'll just think to myself, like, I really hope you know Jesus. Like you just want people to know that because you want people to have that same, that same sense of wholeness. But more than that, you want them to have eternal glory. You don't want people to go to hell. Right. And it's really funny. And I'm sure you can relate to this, how people, you know, call Christians judgmental and say (laughs) that we're closed-minded when it's just, I personally have never felt more accepting of people than I do now, because sometimes like I catch myself judging some, like someone drives by with their mask on in their car and I'm like, you freaking idiot. But then I like stop myself and I'm like, that person was made in the image of God and I should be respectful of that. Yeah. Wow. But just being Christian has made me a better person. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I I love everything you're saying. Like I I often think about I think it's like Ephesians six ten. It's where Paul's like, it's not the flesh we're fighting, it's the darkness and the principalities that work through it. And I remind mm-hmm. myself that anytime somebody comes at me in in an unkind way and and I know that and I wanna I talk to you more about this and we can transition into it, is that when I first came out uh, as a Christian online and people heard my testimony, Jesus Christ saves my, saved my life, which I put out on the Not So Secret Societies podcast, um, you know, Jesus came to me through a vision in a channeling session. I don't believe that was actually Jesus at all. I don't believe Jesus, it wasn't Jesus in the flesh or anything like that. It was just a vision that God allowed into my mind and it caught my attention. And the most important thing from that is that my entire life changed after that. To me, I don't get caught up on this little vision that came through during a channeling session when I was practicing magic. What I look at is the fruits of me and what happened to me the following year. And I was reborn. Like literally I gave all my sin- those sinful ways up and I fully accepted Jesus Christ. And I've gone through second birth, Nicodemus, uh, John three, four, Nicodemus, John- Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, a Pharisee, and he says that we need to be reborn. And Nicodemus says, well, how can one be reborn a second time in this life? How can you reenter your mother's womb a second time? And Jesus says, truly, truly, one cannot see the kingdom of heaven until you are reborn of the spirit and the flesh. Well, I've been reborn since that moment, but there were absolutely people, especially under the guy, like saying that they were Christians that were saying her testimony's false. She's still new age. And then that's when they started digging up every old interview I did on someone else. And I also did about 50 um, episodes of my let's of this podcast in 20, like when I started it in 2021, you said you did about 46 of your moon and back podcasts, but I took most of those down because I got attacked so hard. And I think because the secret sites podcast is kind of went viral and it had a huge audience just kind of coming at us all of a sudden. It was too much for me. I was so raw because it's not easy going, Oh, I lived 39 years in sin. I've been blasting off on psychedelics, mind melding with the fallen angels. I didn't even know they existed. And I, I all of these things that I was doing and promoting aliens and saying I was a galactic federation member, all this was wrong. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was harder than waking up to the truth of this world, which happened to me in 2020. It was the hardest thing ever because Christianity, I used to blasphemize Christians. I said the Bible's full of myths. I laughed and said, Jesus is a tall tale. It is it makes me want to cry right now. It makes me want disgusted. I would have God would have vomited me out and put me not in the book of life because of the things I was saying were horrific. And the last place I ever thought I'd be was a Christian walking with Jesus, totally sober. I was a pothead. I smoked like a tons of weed all day long for two decades. I, I gave it all up for God, for Jesus. It just it, miraculously, it just changed. And when I came out and people started calling my testimony fake, calling my life and my walk with Jesus fake, it was so hard on me. And, but like you said, you said you were bullied, you know, for a long time in your life. God kind of told me in 2020, like, cause I've always, you know, you, you, everybody can be with God. Everybody can have God in their life, speak with, to God. He doesn't necessarily like a voice in the head, but he, he's got his ways. I remember him telling me as I was having my awakening to realizing that the pandemic was a pandemic. Um, I couldn't trust the news. I couldn't trust politics. I, I had that awakening in 2020. And I remember hearing in my mind, God saying, get ready. You got to have thick skin. And I was like, oh, this is because I'm going to be true thing. Okay. <laughs> this is because I'm going to be coming out to my family about what's going on in this world and the rabbit holes. No, 
it was because I was becoming a Christian and you look at Jesus's life and the persecution he went through, they killed him. And it, walking as a Christian, we're not here to make friends. We're here to help people see the light of Jesus Christ, the only truth, God's truth. And yeah, it's not an easy walk. So I'm, I'm curious how it's been for you since you've been coming out more and how you feel that spiritual boot camp you went through has prepared you for this time. Yeah, that's similar to you in that 2020 was a big wake up year for me. I was very liberal um riding I was riding the Bernie Sanders train in 26 like all those things. I was into all that. So, um you know, I was I was pro choice. I was all of the things. And 2020 when lockdown happened, obviously I had nothing but time. So, I, you know, started to kind of dig into some things, you know, after the George Floyd thing happened, um, I started to dig into that, which led me into a dig about the jab started. Yes. Yes. I started to dig into it and, you know, I, I became exactly what you just said. I was like, oh, I'm a truther. And so I started to talk about, you know, the corruption of the government and the corruption with the election and the corruption with the virus, all the things. And people were like coming at me hard over that. If you enjoyed Angela's story, Angela's testimony, if it touched your heart and you want to know more, you want to hear the candid conversation between Angela and I, hop on over to the Let's Be Friends podcast website, become a member, and you can have access to the second hour where Angela and I get candid and talk about all the different ways we both fell for the new age traps. It's just-